You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. All right, today we're going to talk about Michael and then we're going to talk about Eric. Okay. So just for context, Mike was on last year and his team reached out again and were like, we should do an update podcast. So Mike is from Vidyard, right? Yes. And like, so give us some updates. What's going on with the company now? Yeah, that's a great and question. Maybe, maybe, maybe like a re-summary again on what Vidyard Re-summary does. of what we do. So our mission is to help organizations succeed with video, which is pretty broad. And companies use our platform and our tools to both create content and share content. It's all video-based. And so what we have is one of the easiest ways of creating a screen recording or webcam recording, and then sending that to your audience via email or embedding that on a web page. We also have a suite of tools that allow you to upload video, automatically transcribe that video so it's more available via search. You can put videos behind SSO hubs for internal communication. We can personalize video for mass email campaigns. You name it with video, we do it. There you have it. Well, yeah. also, I mean, the, the other day, a guy sent me a Vidyard video. Yes. And I asked him a question. And he just made a video for me. And then he was straight, like, I felt more connected to the guy, right? Yeah. And that tool is actually free, correct? Yes. What is it called? That tool is called Vidyard. Just, it was, there's like a Vidyard it was Pro or something. Go Video. Go Video. Okay. People kept coming up to me at conferences being like, I love sending Vidyards. Yeah. And so we realized it, it was kind of like Vidyard. the Kleenex of tissue paper. Yeah. So we just called it Vidyard. Better for SEO, better for brand alignment all around. But the big, the big change now is that all of our products are available for free. Mm. So we realized that there is a huge market of people that were just trying to upload and share video. Yep. And the status quo vendors in that space were really Vimeo and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really a platform that was not only super easy, but built for business and right. had a subset of features that allowed you to scale as your needs for video got more complex. Mm. We had that complexity being generally an enterprise first business, but we realized if we were able to re-architect the product and put a lot of the simplicity that was around that Chrome extension mm-hmm. in the core platform, we could offer that thing for free. Right. And we had a feeling that there was some pent-up demand. Right. So we launched that on September 24th. We've had over 2,000 signups a day mm. since then, and it's completely transformed our, our go-to-market model and the yep. type of people we're working with, which is super exciting. I remember we're at SaaStock Dublin right now, but when I was at SaaStock Hong Kong, the HubSpot APAC guy was like, when they switched to freemium, what happened was 99% of the company opposed it, right? Yeah. So how did you, I mean, I guess, I guess you get the final say, but like... Organ rejection. Yeah, yes, it's what real. happened there? Yeah, so funny you mentioned HubSpot. Part of the reason why we did this is HubSpot OEM'd Vidyard into its product lines. Mm. So in Marketing Hub, Sales Hub, and Service Hub, there's video functionality that's powered by us. And in the years since we launched that, 25,000 organizations have signed up, uploaded over a quarter million videos. And so we had this prior experience through a partner that these free users were upselling and we're doing so in a very frictionless way. And so we use that momentum to put that into our core business. And so we were able to drive that change inside the company simply because we were already doing it through a partner and we had mm-hmm. the Chrome extension available for free that we were running a, a sales motion against as well. That said, ensuring that the product is being built to match the requirements of a free user base mm-hmm. and an enterprise user base is not a inconsequential shift to make. Huge. Yeah. Traditionally, our engineering team and our product team was very much designed to work on the code base and prioritize the, the code base and the quality of the code and the efficiency of the code and a lot of the microservices that sat beneath our features. We made a big transition that said, now you're going to be aligned to the customer funnel. So we have a free team that has a PM, a designer, and a bunch of engineers. We have a pro team, same structure, a business team, and an enterprise team. Mm. And they share the core architecture. 
which is in these vertical guilds, but horizontally they focus on the features and functionality that those users specifically need. So a good example of this is an enterprise needs a bunch of security. They need SSO, they need yep. to be ADA compliant, they need to be accessible. Our transcriptions, our closed captionings, we're the only accessible video platform today. That's because of the enterprise needs. A small mm-hmm. business or an individual user doesn't necessarily need that. Right. So we have to bifurcate that product approach and ensure that the features are built to acquire users on both ends of the spectrum. And so you said you're getting 2,000 new signups per day right now? Yeah. What were you at before? Well, before we were at none, really. Yeah. I mean, we had the Chrome extension, obviously, uh-huh. which was probably doing 50 to 80% of that mm-hmm. on a monthly basis if I project it forwards. The number I quoted you is just the new Vidyard free product, which mm-hmm. is the hosted solution plus a lot right. of the creation tools. And that product itself was never available for free. So right. we went from zero to kind of 2,000 mm-hmm. new signups a day, which gives us a, a huge funnel now of having conversations with people right. that have familiarity with what they're doing with us, right? Instead yep. of us calling them and saying, hey, have you heard of Vidyard? No, here's yep. what we are to you. Can you share a range of what percent of those generally convert? Yeah, so activation is north of 30%. For us, an activation is what we call a monthly active user. And an MAU is, is someone who has signed up for the product uploaded or created at least one video mm-hmm. and has at least one view. So we're pretty strict with our MAU principles. A lot of companies would say anybody who signed up is an yeah. MAU. We know that, again, our mission is to help people be successful with video. If they're not actually mm-hmm. using the product and they're not actually getting people to view the videos that they're producing, then it's yep. obviously not not effective. And then from that point down, conversion to paid is actually from, from a free audience is is I believe between five and ten percent. Sounds about right in the week, yeah. which is actually pretty pretty reasonable, right? Yeah. Like we expected a way less signups and less activations because yeah. we haven't really even focused on juicing the funnel yeah. in terms of traffic. This is purely organic. We're mm-hmm. not doing anything paid, and we haven't even started tweaking the product to ensure better activation. We're we're going to introduce Clippy. Yeah, remember Clippy? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. you're bringing it back. We're bringing Clippy back. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. The team would hate me <laughs> saying that, but I think yeah. we should. Yeah. Tool tips for you, Clippy. I love it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what's interesting, I mean, my my other podcast co-host, Neil, he bought Uber Suggest and Uber Suggest on Google Trends now, because it's free, has overtaken the two primary SEO tools, SEMrush and Hrefs, yeah. and because it's free, right? So that's yes. like the new trend, the new hotness. Yeah, well, I think it's like, it's really simple, right? Salesforce said, hey, this whole on-premise thing sucks. Mm-hmm. We're going to now charge you a subscription, which means you're going to have to get value out of this product to keep paying for it, right? Right. I think the big transition we see in the industry is MarTech, for example. When we launched, there was 150 companies. Now there's 7,000. Mm-hmm. We all say the same thing to the CMO. So in a commoditized market like that, the product that offers the most value in a frictionless and very quick, high-velocity way is the one that's ultimately going to win. Right. Because Brian Halligan, back to HubSpot, mm-hmm. at Inbound, asked an audience, how many of you have made a software purchasing decision in the past year? And it was all CMOs, VP sales. Nobody's hand went up. Because what's happening is people are using these products for free, getting value out of it, solving the thing they need to solve for, and then realizing there's extra functionality if they pay, and then asking for permission to buy that product. It grows internally. It's much easier to sell. Yeah. Yeah. So we're making this shift from software as a service to results as a service, right? You're actually buying results. You're not just buying software. And that makes companies like me so much more accountable, or companies like Vidyard, to actually making people successful with the product. So that's this big transition to free. I think Slack was the first one that did it really, really well and achieved you know, near infinite scale compared to their their peers and competitors mm-hmm. in the market. And we decided that we needed to just shift our business model in the same way yeah. if we wanted to survive the next 5, 10, 15 years. Yeah. 
I mean, my co-founder and I, we talk about, everyone talks about MRR, but it's like MRV, it's monthly recurring value. How do you continue to do that, right? And that's what you got, that's what you're talking about. Monthly recurring value. Yeah. Interesting. Let's talk about that a little bit. How does an organization measure that effectively? So, I mean, just looking at the activation metrics, right? So, the way you measure MAU is perfect. It's not just anybody that logs in. Like, for us, it's number of tests that you run, right? Are you running at least one test per week? Yeah. So, that's what we're looking at. And you've measured an amplitude free, right? Yeah. Same. Yeah. Well, you know, I think at some point in this whole conversation of building a SaaS company, right, mm-hmm. everybody gets into the unit economics. Yep. But the unit economics are the result of a customer actually getting value out of your product. Totally. And so few CEOs talk about the way people actually use the product and the value they get out of yeah. it. And I find that kind of bizarre. Yeah. Here's our ARR. Here's our MRR. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Again, yeah. I think back to your point on this organizational shift and some of the challenges we had, it was really just lining the whole company up. Not with Vidyard, but mm-hmm. with the customer of Vidyard. And to that point, we actually shifted our stakeholder list and said the customer is number one. Yep. And everything we do has to be for the benefit of the customer. I mean, we come from Y Combinator, mm-hmm. where the mentality is build something people want. Yeah. But as a company grows, sometimes it gets far away from that, right? And internal politics and dynamics yeah. and all that type of stuff yeah. gets obfuscated from what the customer really needs. And so yeah. we went back to basics, looked at what the customer needed. There's this awesome opportunity for us to own this market for a free, easy video hosting tool that's mm-hmm. built for business that has creation layer on top of it. Yeah. And that's the new Vidyard. Love it. And so YC, going back to that, for, how involved are you with YC right now? So as a Canadian or as, uh-huh. a, as someone who left YC and came back to Canada, yeah. I spend a lot of time with YC companies that are Canadian. Yeah. And in fact, we have a small fund called Garage Capital, about $40 million mm-hmm. under management that is specifically designed to invest in Canadian technology businesses, Mm. B2B SaaS, and companies that could impact a billion people's lives. And so on that basis, YC companies leaving Canada going to YC is actually a funnel for us because we talk to them all. Ah, got it. So that's kind of the extent of our involvement. If Mm -hmm. I was to start, people ask me this all the time, if you were to leave, get fired, sell, or whatever, Vidyard, and it's no longer a part of your life, would you go back to YC to start number two? And the Mm -hmm. answer is absolutely yes. It's a phenomenal program. Cool. Great. And because you have, now you have so many more users, what are some stats, video stats you can share with people that you think are remarkable? Yeah, for sure. So we do an annual report called the Video and Business Industry Report. We have seen that companies are producing on average 3x more video content than they were last year, which is 2x the year before. So the amount of content that businesses are producing is actually amplifying and accelerating. So the, the market's getting there. I think the reason for that is the next generation buyer and seller is used to video being a part of that process. You know, consumer brands have been doing it for a long time. And the same person that buys sneakers also buys software today, right? Mm-hmm. So video is a really great medium for activating that next generation. Call them millennials, call them generation Zs, call them the alpha generation, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, right? The next one is shorter content performs better than longer content. You know, that might seem like a no shit statement to people, but attention spans are really, really small. That's like reverse of performing well on YouTube. Yeah, but yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I think YouTube works when you have a subscribed base and you're doing daily vlogs and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. People want rich content formats, right? Think of like Ewan Olsen's vlog. I mean, he's one of the original vloggers in kind of a pre-YouTube format. I think length works for him. But for a business, you know, when someone is on your website researching your product, they want as much information as quickly as possible. And that's why the freemium works, right? Because they're going to watch a video realize, yes, this solves the problem I have. I'm going to start using the product. 
And people want to do that in as little time as possible, right? Mm. They don't want to put their hand up and get on a call with a minute. sales rep yeah. a week and a half from that point, right. run an RFP, go ask for a budget, all these things. They need to put a video on a landing page or in an email campaign. I want to go do that right now, yeah. right? So quick and short are ideal. Now, as someone goes down the funnel, let's say your traditional enterprise business, you know, let's say your ACV is one hundred dollars to $200,000 and we, have, we absolutely have companies in that structure, longer content works because someone is engaged with your brand, just like the vlog, mm-hmm. and they want to learn as much as possible. So as someone goes down the purchasing funnel, it's almost like an inflected funnel. Yep. The funnel goes like this, but the content length goes like this. Right. So those are some of the commonalities we see. No surprise, GIFs as thumbnails are mm-hmm. some of the best performing thumbnails. People are drawn to that kind of activity, that motion. The play button tends to be one of the most compelling call to actions on a website that we see. And another one is that video is now being used to drive engagement down the purchasing funnel or flywheel. So when a video is over, don't just let that video fade to black. Give that person or that viewer options with respect to what they can go do next on your website or where they can learn more or how they can potentially talk to someone or how they can connect with your chatbot, right? These are Mm -hmm. all tactics and techniques that, again, are shortening the sales cycle and the information cycle. And if you have someone leaning in and watching a video, you know, that's the opportunity to keep spending time with them and give them more information, let them go deeper and deeper on that process. On Love own. it. So they can just search Vidyard, State of Video, and they should be able to find yeah. it. State of Video and Business Report. And if you want to start using the product, vidyard.com slash free. Okay, cool. And two more questions from my side. Yes. Actually, maybe three more. What numbers can you reveal around the business today? Because I think we talked about it last year, but just so people have like a 12-month update. Yeah. So on the free product landscape and the kind of creation tools, what we've done is we've integrated, so that tool is integrated in the Chrome store and Gmail. It's Outlook, it's SalesLoft, it's Outreach, it's MixMax, it's HubSpot. list goes on and on and on. That product is approaching a million users now, hmm. which is really, really exciting. And that's you know a million people that are exposed to our brand and using video to communicate, which helps us adhere to our mission. In terms of paying customers or paying enterprises, we're approaching 2,000, which is a great number. We serve about 50 million video streams a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would look like in terms of an update from the last. We'll have to dig it report. up. You have to dig yeah. it up, and yeah, we're on our on our path to 300 employees. Nice, congrats! Yeah. All right, employee so, counts never like a good a good metric. Well, yeah, more with less is ideal, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what is one new tool you've added in the last year? So, it could be like an aura ring, or it could be like an app that's added a lot of value for you in my life. Yeah, yeah, I think the most impactful thing in my life personally has been. Zero. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a fasting app. From Kevin Rose. Uh, I don't know. I think so. Possibly. Yeah. 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 So you have intermittent fasting? Yes. Yeah. And what I've found is it's helping with my sleep. And I'm stably 15 pounds less than I would have been last year at this point. I don't know if you can tell, it all came out of my butt. Yeah. That's why we were squatting when you came in. Yeah. And, and I have no butt. And I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's given me a lot more energy and better sleeps. Yeah. And it stabilized my moods so that the highs and lows of startup life, which yeah. come hard and fast, as you know, yeah. are just generally more neutralized. It's discipline too. And it's yes. hard to hold out that long. It is, yeah. especially when you travel, but it's yeah. also helped me when I travel, yeah. shift my eating schedule so that I shift my circadian rhythm. So yeah. the day before I came to Ireland, which is a five hour time difference for yeah. me, eight for you, yeah. I started eating on that schedule or Mark. fasting on that schedule yeah. and jet lag has been not apparent. Dude, you got to get the app Time Shifter. That's Time a good, shifter? that's a jet lag app. So, I'm good right now. Even though I was hungover flying in from a wedding on Sunday, but Did you wear sunglasses this morning when you walked over here? 
maybe. Yeah. So yeah. apparently in like in Ireland, when you wear sunglasses in the morning, it's because you're hungover. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I just noticed nobody was wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Also, nobody vapes. Have you noticed that? Maybe because they want to be healthy here. I don't know. I don't know. I think, well, they smoke. smoke. Oh, yes, they do. Smoke the good old cigarettes. Yeah. They're old school. Last yeah. question. What is one book you've read in the last year that's made a big impact? One book in the last year, big impact, to give a pig a pancake. Yes. Huh? Yeah. So it's a tale of a pig. Uh-huh who really wants a pancake. Oh. But when you give the pig a pancake, it wants maple syrup. Are you serious? And then when it wants maple syrup, it needs a plate because the pancake's messy. And then it needs a plate, it needs a table. Then it needs utensils. And it needs a table and utensils. It needs a house. And then it needs a bath. And it's a story about when you give things and potentially create this sense of entitlement, there's always an ask for more. Mm. It's a reflection that was recommended to me by a gentleman named Tony Rodoni, who leads a you know five billion dollar business unit at Salesforce. Yeah, about encroaching entitlement in sales organizations and organizations in general as you offer more perks and benefits to being a part of the team. And of course, at the very end, the pig kind of like forgets about the pancake, which is to me an analogy for the customer and what happens to organizations as they scale. So it's a really in depth read. It's about 10 pages with one sentence per page. So you'll get through it in a, a two-minute long sitting, but it's a very interesting story. Awesome. Glad that to know. All right. <laughs> How do people find you online? Because we are done. Yeah. Michael Litt on Twitter. Michael Litt on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Michael Litt, video.com. With two Ts. Yes. Two Ts, not the one T, which is very vogue, as I understand from all the, the Gen Zs. Yeah. But yeah. That's all right. Find me. Mike, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks, Eric. Cheers, man. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.